welcome to the 25 Hours Hotel, and this is Sleepless in Dubai. My name's Julie Mallon. I'm the founder of Nurture to Sleep. I'm the mother of three incredible daughters, and also anything about sleep, I'm here to help. And I'd like now to hand over to Laura, my co-host. Yes, my name is Laura Buckwell. I'm an international event MC, a broadcast journalist, and mother of two. And today we have the wonderful Tala Samana with us here on Sleepless in Dubai. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Right, tell us, tell us a little bit more about what you do. We all obviously, uh, you know, we know um, how much you love DJing, these incredible luxury events, and you've got this whole sort of career around DJing and content creation. But tell us a little bit more about how that sort of started. Well, I'm a Dubai kid. I grew up here and um, always thought I wanted to get into fashion. And that was what I, uh, what my, my dream was, I guess. I only applied to one uni, which was London College of Fashion. Moved to London, started my blog within my first year of uni. And that's kind of how all this started. But at that time, it was just blogs didn't really exist. It was the first blog to come out of the UAE. And it was just my way of sharing things that I was, you know, experiencing, learning, um, sharing my outfits. I was updating the blog three times a day, actually. So was this and before or during Instagram, the sort of rise way of before, Instagram? Yeah. Before Instagram. Right. So at that time, um, I would update the blog three times a day. The site would crash when there would be too many people at the same time. And I think it was, it was way before social media's time, so people would literally just go on websites or chat friends, right, on on. So you phones. are actually so ahead of the curve. <laughs> yeah. And, and that must have given you great foundations because then once Instagram did take off, you already were very well versed in where you wanted your journey to go. But again, you know, as we speak with all these incredible guests that we've had, there is such a thread, there is a, a common thread that ru runs, um, you knew what you wanted to do in terms of fashion and you followed it. And that's where you are now. And that's why I do believe you are so successful because it, it's, it's very authentic. It's not that, oh, I see a trend here, I'm going to do it. So, you know, and you then went to London and you did the blog, which again was way before your time in terms of the blog. Yeah, I, I, at that time, I guess it was just this little thing. And now I look back and I'm like, that's wild because I never knew that industry was going to take off and it was going to be the new media pretty much. And um, yeah, and I started that way, went to uni for four years, um, thought I wanted to be a stylist. I moved to New York initially and um, I got poached for an editorial job back in Dubai. So I ended up taking that and moving back to Dubai then literally half the year in, I was like, you know what, I just want to kind of just do my blog full time and see where that takes me. And so where did this love of music and your DJ career stem from as well? And also being, you know, a female DJ yeah. is, uh, is quite, uh, yeah, it's quite rare. I so I always loved music, but I was, I, at that point, I was, I, it was all fashion for me and that's what I was focusing on. And, um, I just took classes on the side, but I never told anyone because at that time, me saying that I was taking classes and DJing when I was talking about fashion and that's what I was only doing. And I, yeah, um, did it, really enjoyed it. And then I started working with brands that I was working with already. So I was DJing for fashion brands that I had relationships with and, and that's kind of how it started. And I loved being that you know, I was on the side, there wasn't any focus on me. So I kind of got to do my thing and um, realized I loved it and did a little more of that. 
And I think it was this whole journey of like trying to find the balance, see what I loved. Um, I kind of moved away from fashion quite a bit. Um, I think, yeah. So oh. you, you actually sound so independent <laughs> and I can't believe that independence wasn't there as a child as well because you just you know in your from listening to different conversations and reading different things you, you're very clear in your goals so how do you define that how do you like I love that idea of you taking the classes and not telling anyone because that was what is important to you so there was there's definitely an inner confidence there within you my dad pushes that on me and my, not, not in an aggressive way, yeah. but he kind of always, since we were little, like he was like, start your own accounts. Like this is your account, take care of your own money. And, and I think, so me and my sister are both that way. And I don't think he, you know, he never pushed us to do it, but we are quite independent as women now. Um, and I love that. And I love that, you know, cause especially I, I'm Arab and within that culture, women aren't really it's not that they, they're told not to be, it's just they're not pushed to be. Yeah. Um, so now that I look back, I'm like, I actually love that. And I would, you know, if I do get kids in the future, I would want them to be the same way. Isn't it amazing how you've been able to marry your two passions though, which is passion and music. It took a while yeah, to get great. that balance, to be honest. I think for a while it was like, I couldn't do both, right? Like I had to focus on one or the other. And um, when I focused on music, I had to put a lot of the other stuff on the side. And I realized when I was doing too much of that, it, it wasn't the career I wanted either. Like I enjoyed it to an extent, but I didn't want to be a resident DJ. I didn't want to be DJing every single day. Um, and I think I, I don't know, now I say, I think it's been like two years where I kind of feel like I have that balance where I get to do them equally. Really nice. Yeah. And then, so, sorry, really quickly. <laughs> um, obviously, being a DJ comes with late nights, a lot of light, you know, night shifts, basically. So, how do you manage that in terms of sleep? And how do you sleep in general? So, luckily, I don't do many late nights, but when I do, I actually dread them. <laughs> and that's why I'm like, I could never be that because it's, you know, I have a lot of friends in the industry and it catches up to you, you know, yeah, um, having late nights <laughs> and you can't really have. You can't really have these mornings anymore. You're waking up in the afternoon and over time that affects you. Like yeah, it affects it your skin, your yeah. energy. Your yeah. It affects your skin, it impairs your judgment, it impacts your cognitive function. It, like you say, it impacts all of it. And another really important aspect that of you is your cooking and your wellness and <laughs> your design. And so if you are eating all this really wonderful food and this this love of cooking, which again, you know, if we think of, about your heritage, food is such an important part of your heritage, isn't it? Yeah. And you, you're bringing <laughs> that into your workplace as well. So talk a little bit more about that. That only came recently, honestly. I think it was like COVID pushed me to get in the kitchen a little, bake. Um, now I cook two, three times a week, which I find a lot, to be honest. You know, people don't realize you're prepping, you're you're cleaning up, you're, it takes a lot of time. It does. Like yeah, it's I, hard work. Okay. Yeah, I need yeah. to slot it in the schedule. Oh, someone else or the yeah. delivery guy, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's also very enjoy. therapeutic, isn't it? Yeah, you know? it is. It's, again, it's that being emotionally present. It's, you know, that emotional eating that we, we seem to be moving away from. And so having you get in the kitchen and do your cooking, that's really bringing things back because the food that you're preparing will also help you sleep better. I agree. All of these, you know, it's, it's layered, it's like the building blocks for yeah. a better sleep. Yeah. 
Um, so you also talk about your bed and how <laughs> this environment is so important to you. And if we're looking with our listeners, because I'm sure they're very curious about how creating that environment for sleep, how would you say you've created your environment for sleep? And is it working? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I when, when I travel, I miss my bed. Yeah. It's so cozy. And I, I honestly, these things matter. Like I think investing in a good mattress and like a, a, like cozy sheets and yeah. all that matters to me. And um, yeah, and you were mentioning that. But it does. Yeah. So what do you do when you go into a hotel or you go to a different country? Because obviously you have this sort of perfect sort of space where you, where you can sleep brilliantly. So what do you do when it comes to travel and, and staying in different places? Um, I mean, I travel with my silk pillowcase. That's the only thing I really do travel with, but that's mostly for hair, skin and lashes. Yeah. Um, I actually never travel without it and I even carry it in my carry-on. Does that really my... make a difference? Silk yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And the research is there. It really and does. And if I sleep, like if I'm, I don't know, if I'm like staying at my parents one night and I don't have my silk pillowcase, I actually get frustrated the next morning because I feel like you feel yeah. it, yeah. especially when you're so used to it. It just doesn't pull on hair, you know, so you... Yeah. So, so you rest it's, better. So it's your skin or your hair predominantly, or both? Both. 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 Very I mean, much if you have both. lashes, it doesn't pull them off. Your skin, it doesn't, you don't get any creases. Wow. Um, it's also good with like hydrating your skin because I think when you're sleeping it on is. a, honestly, I haven't slept on a regular pillow. Uh, like the a, fibers within yeah. silk. Well, you have the most amazing skin, honestly. <laughs> it's incredible. So, right, silk pillowcase. Yeah, and, and if you've had a blow dry the night before, it doesn't get ruined. Really? Yeah, because it doesn't really pull on your. You know, oh, I just soft. thought it was one of these, you know, gimmicks and, you know, no, one of these no, sales points. No. I don't travel. Honestly, I travel with several. I have a whole drawer of them. So you traveled, <laughs> like, this year, you traveled to South Africa, you traveled to Colombia. Yeah. You, there's, there's so many countries that you've traveled to this year. And as you said, it would interfere with your sleep. There's, there's no question of it. But again, was it for the music that you traveled? Or? Uh, no, I just, I love to travel. And yeah. to be honest, I think I get that like three month itch. Even though after COVID, I feel like I just don't travel as much. Yeah. Um, I just feel like Dubai is so busy that it's hard to travel unless it's like Ramadan or the summer. Um, but no, I just, I need to get out. I, I feel like if I'm in Dubai for too long, it just... So talking about Ramadan, do you find that impacts your sleep or... It it doesn't because you are so familiar with the whole setting or um, I'm quite good with managing my sleep and we were speaking before I was saying my, I sleep horribly but I don't sleep horribly I think I sleep very little right. but I do but actually thinking about it I do get quality sleep um, so when you say little how yeah. how much is little like I'm good with five six no <laughs> five no she, she'll literally uh, she'll hammer you down five now. is not five is not enough definitely not enough what is and the minimum six. It is, but the the six hours is also not sustainable. And that's if you get six hours of good quality sleep, which I think you're saying you get good quality sleep. So so if we're looking at, you know, the CEOs of the world and they can survive on the six hours as long as it's really good quality sleep. And actually, it's not so much about going to bed. The really important part is waking up at the same time. It's the consistency of waking up in the morning. That's actually very relevant and impacts the, the quality of your sleep. So, you know, we were talking with DJ Bliss, for example, and we were talking about, um, are you a seven hour or a nine hour sleeper? So that's so where... So for me, for me, 
the more I sleep, like for instance, a nine hour sleep would get me tired yeah, the entire yeah. day. Yeah. Really? Whereas, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel like six, six, seven, maybe, yeah. but I, I do, I can survive with five, six, but I guess yeah. in the end I'm catching think, up on the weekends yeah. on my sleep. But Although you, that's another myth. You know that we need to recognize. I know. I read recognize. that recently. <laughs> yeah, the four five. Yeah, well, the, no, the that, sleep debt that yeah. you can catch up on. It. You can't. <laughs> you can, no, we can't. We can't catch up on lost sleep. So, for example, you know, if you've had a really, really tough week and you think, "Well, don't worry, I'm going to make it up at the weekend," we don't. And it's all to do with the the cycles of our sleep. We don't get it. Back. So basically, but, if you have four hours sleep one night, you can't catch up with nine the next day. It just doesn't make sense to you. You basically you like it's not body. healthy. No, the body really? can't do it. How, how, having said that, what we haven't, <laughs> you know, the whole point of this podcast is to raise awareness, not to create anxiety. And I think where we are in the world at the minute is there is so much anxiety around sleep. It's like, oh, I can't do this because I can't. It's doing what we can in order to make it as best as we can. Mm-hmm. So again, going back to your bedroom and, you know, you've got the blackout blinds. So I sleep with my curtains open. Just, I, I okay. can't, Yeah. You have blackout blinds. I don't don't use them. Because that's a really important part here. So this vitally important hormone, melatonin, the sleep hormone, that has so many other properties apart from just sleep. I've never slept with blackout curtains. Okay, now one of the reasons, and that really improves your quality, and that's because melatonin is only produced in the dark. Mm. And so if there's any light coming into your bedroom at night, that really impacts the quality of your sleep. So if you know that you are going to sleep less that night, the first thing you must do is close the curtains. So I'll do that, yeah. Yeah. When I yeah. Because my my kids, if there's a tiny crack in the curtain, they can't sleep. They can't sleep. They'll wake up at the crack of dawn whenever the sun comes up. Yeah. So that's it's why a I thought people use the because I know some people that like with a little bit of light, they just can't sleep. I can. Yeah. And I actually, I wake up well rested. It's just yeah. if I'm sleeping, if I'm sleeping at 4 a.m. and need to be up by 8, yeah, I'm going to be tired the next day yeah. and cranky. But uh, <laughs> but like I'll survive on coffee. But otherwise, like last night I slept at 1.30. I got up at 6.30. So 1.30, I mean, the world that we live in is not supporting sleep at all, yeah. you know. Um, but that's why night or light pollution is really impacting our sleep. So the body would have, and the brain would have received so much light um, when it's not supposed to. 10, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, one o'clock at night. So definitely blackout curtains for you are really going to be your best friend. You know, if you think of Ariane um, Huffington, she doesn't go anywhere without her eye mask, her blackout eye mask. So when you sleep, do you have an eye mask? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I don't either. I actually need to try and use one. I yeah. just like waking yeah. up to light. Yeah. So again, you know, we can be really clever here and you can set your alarm that you open your curtains a little bit earlier, but in order for you to get the best quality of sleep to repair and restore your body. So it does all the release of those human growth hormone and the melatonin and all those things. That's what you really want to do is those close your curtains. So, and that's why the impact of the phone is so impactful because it disrupts your melatonin. I agree. And again, you know, to counteract that, being on your phone, being up until one in the morning, if you get out somewhere between three, four, five o'clock late afternoon, that almost is like an antidote to you sleeping later. And that will improve the quality of your sleep. 
and Mirabel, passion fuels global connections. For more than 30 years, our international team has launched campaigns across continents through targeted marketing strategies, captivating promotions, and innovative media solutions tailored to brands ranging from fashion to travel and tourism to health and well-being, and so much more. Let our cross-cultural experience engage your audiences. Discover the Mirabel difference at mirabel.co.uk. What about supplements? Do you take any supplements or anything lot, sort of yeah. help you? Do you? Yeah. Like I cycle, but then the ones that I've stuck to is vitamin D because yep. it's wild how much that helps. And I feel like I've gotten everyone on it. Really? Yeah. Because sleep, yeah. It's uh, very, it's an absolute like, must for sleep. So do you take that before you go to sleep or just during the day and that will help I you later? It, I don't know. I take it during the day. I don't know if that's yeah, no, it's, right that's or wrong. Fine. But it, Helped with my energy, my immune system. Last year, I was getting sick literally twice a month. It was so bad. I just had a flu every, yeah, all the time. My immune system was so bad, and I was getting really tired during the day. Which I don't. I never nap. Like it's, I've never been used to napping, and I would just feel I had to nap. And as soon as I started them, I felt like I was. Um, What's interesting about vitamin D, though, is that if we can, do you know that we only need to expose. 5% of our body, 5% of our skin um, for five minutes and that will give us our vitamin D for the day. Is that amazing? I thought it was 20 minutes no. without suntan leaf. And I not thought it was hours. 20 minutes, no. 10 minutes without, uh, yeah, 10 minutes. And the very interesting thing is, like with our children, you know, when we go to the beach, and that's when we go to the beach, if we go into the water, so say you've done your 10 minutes without sunscreen and then you go into the water and you come out, and then we rub our skin to dry us. We've actually just rubbed all that vitamin D off. Really? Yes, all of it. So, you know, go in the water and pat our children dry, and that really keeps their do you vitamin take D. Do you take vitamin D supplements or you don't? Um, when I'm not getting out as much, yes. Okay. Partly due to my daughter, who's really telling me to say. But, <laughs> but there is such a strong correlation between low vitamin D and poor sleep. But your vitamin D, as I said, if we take it from the natural rays of the sun, the liver is going to recognize it. And so it will recognize it and it absorbs it. And then that's what boosts our natural vitamin D. Taking it as a supplement, because that's exactly what it is. It is a supplement. So when it goes to the liver, the liver doesn't recognize it and it will only absorb a very small amount of it. So in order for us to maintain our healthy vitamin D levels, we need to get it from the actual natural sunlight as opposed to a supplement because the supplement will not boost it, it will just maintain it at whatever level we have. So, you know, once the weather starts to get better, it'll be much better for you to go outside, five to 10 minutes, that's all. I mean, you, we, you know, we can put factor 60 on our face and so on. There's no such thing as factor 100 ever. It doesn't exist even though they sell it. Um, so we can protect our skin but 5% of the body is all that we need. So what yeah. other supplements? I mean, trees. The, uh, uh, I take collagen, um, which yeah. I used to take in powder form. Now I take it in gel, jelly yes. form. Yeah. Um, and then what am I taking right now? Sorry, what's jelly form? You mean like just like, jelly? It's like a jello. It's like in a tub yeah. and you just eat it as a jello. I yeah. don't like jelly. Oh my god! Oh, that you don't? Like my worst That's nightmare. so funny. Yeah. I recommended <laughs> it to someone, and they're like, "I hate the oh, jelly I hate texture." Jelly, yeah. Oh my god, it's Is so, that so good. funny. I didn't realize you could get it. <laughs> yeah. So I've never, more. I've never taken any other vitamin in jelly form, but I started doing that with 
just I hated the powder anyways. Yeah, yeah, annoying. yeah but, but there are so it. many papers now coming out supporting collagen. Collagen. And because they know, say we we lose collagen as we age. Yeah. But I I was taking that for it also helped my immune system and it also helps with joints because I was getting all these like joint yeah. pains last year. And we use the collagen now faster than ever before, but we're losing the collagen faster than ever before because because of the pollution, because of our lifestyle, mm. because of what we're eating. So yeah, we're not absorbing it like we did in the past. So yeah, so you take collagen. What else? Yeah, so I cycle with all the other ones, but these are two that I I've been taking every single day for nearly a year now since last December. Okay. Yeah, so we were discussing earlier about GABA. We were talking about ashwagandha as well. So I take the ashwagandha. Yeah, 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 but I don't take that daily. I'll take it when I take them in gummies. And these make it, I don't know, I feel like when I'm out and about and I have a busy day, I feel like it keeps me... Sort of grounded yeah. and more positive. Yeah. It's, meant, it's meant to be like a mood booster, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is. It is. And it is so effective. But again, you know, even with all the supplements, it's about knowing how much the different nutrients within the gummies have yeah um so yeah it's it's just about being curious around what you're taking yeah so so these are kind of what i'm taking right now and so obviously you do your djing both here and also internationally and oh, is there anything you know coming up that you need advice for, for from julie how do you sleep on the plane and things how do you sort of set your body clock honestly i feel like i've gotten a hat so i i'm good with jet lag um, and, uh, I don't know. I just feel like I've been good with that. Like I always, I always try to like, for instance, if I'm reaching New York in the morning, I'll make sure I'm sleeping at the end of that flight. Um, and I've been taking these sleep gummies only when I need them. I don't take them when I'm back in Dubai and these help me. I guess they have a little bit of melatonin and a few other things. For short term. Absolutely. Short, yeah. I, I, Honestly, I'm just take I just take it when I'm traveling or when I'm yeah. in need of forcing myself to sleep because I'm wired. Yeah. Um, I mean, if if we're looking at melatonin, the and you know it is an endocrine disruptor. So most of your theorists and would avoid melatonin. Um, but if you are going to take it, having it as a plant-based melatonin that is definitely much better than I wonder yeah, what plant one I'm based, taking is. Yeah, plant-based is a really important part. But equally, as is the dose. So, you know, we need such a small amount of melatonin. How and much? yet, well, a lot of the melatonins that you see that you can buy commercially is somewhere between three to five milligrams. We, we need 300 micrograms. Mm. And we are taking three to five milligrams. Yeah. And so what that does, it's almost like, you know, taking a hammer to break a nut. So it's it's just being mindful. What happened? I, I don't take it daily, but like I know people that need it so regularly. Yeah, what they, happens they get, they get, when... People get addicted. I've got a friend who's, yeah. who's, who's on what, it all yeah. the time, yeah. We, we don't need it. Do we in the absolutely long. don't need it daily. There's lots of other things out there that we can take, you know, just getting out early in the morning. Yeah. That is... A hack which is very simple late in the afternoon again that is also coming off our phones if you have to take it for travel but making sure that it is short term making sure that the the dose that you're taking is supporting sleep because the, the thing is if you take more than what the body requires the body is just this incredible engine and it's so smart and it's well we've got this amount so i don't need to produce that mm. so your body will naturally start reducing the amount of melatonin so 
Therefore, when you come back and you're not traveling, your melatonin levels are dropping because it's all about supply so and demand. Need it. Okay. Yeah, that very much. And there's other things like, um, you know, with some of the supplements, they do contain melatonin um, and uh, L-theanine. That also is really good for your sleep. But looking at what else is in it, because a lot of the supplements will say that, um, you know, they've got healthy sugars in. So they haven't got palm oil or they haven't got the different sweeteners. But actually, even something like tapioca oil, it's it's still a sugar. Mm. And they say no added sugar, but they have because they've yeah, added yeah, yeah. Taken the tapioca sugar. Yeah. So wow. it, it's just about being mindful about what we're taking. But I love, I absolutely love how, you know, when I was preparing for today and, you know, my daughter Tara was telling me about you, my other two daughters were talking to me about you. And, um, and I just love this confidence that you have. But it is, <laughs> going back to the beginning, it's this quiet confidence. It's not... Yeah, I'm definitely not an extrovert. Yeah, but what I also really liked was, you know, when I read about how you were saying you were, you'd were, you had something happen to you as a child and that created that fear within you and you were really working on correcting this fear. And it really, again, struck me that, you know, when we're looking at, at you and, gosh, you've got, you are this amazing woman, and yet we've all got these fears, but I loved your honesty and your fragility because people need to see that. You know, we talked about one of our guests before was Nyla, who, you know, has summited these these peaks at the Everest and her fragility as well. And there is, we need to remind ourselves there is so much strength in our gentleness. I agree. And, and that's what we need to be seeing amongst all of us, amongst women, so that we are being the best role model. But I've really loved that about learning about you and 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 how you can have all these different um, elements to your career, whether it's your wellness, whether it's your DJing, whether it's your cooking. That they're all about what makes us human, aren't they? So what's next for you anyway? What have you got any exciting gigs coming up? Um, I know you work with a lot of these luxury yeah. brands. What's what's coming up next? Well, I feel like now I got back from the summer and I feel like everything's starting from this week. So it's back on the hamster wheel. <laughs> it is. Event season yeah. just goes mental this yeah. time of year, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So doing traveling? And, have you got traveling? Um no I'm I'm gonna travel for work in I've been doing a few things in the Gulf. Um so I'm probably traveling in October, November for work. Um but otherwise yeah I usually stay in Dubai when when it's the season. Yeah. Just it gets really busy and yeah, nice my one. first gig back is... Because the other tour. thing which I also, again, all about contradictions was you were at an event and you had this incredible music that you were playing and yet the audience was quite an old audience, <laughs> old being my age, but <laughs> and, and they were really enjoying it. And I just think, again, music has no and that's boundaries. What I, yeah, yeah, and that's, that's what I love about events as well. You know, when you play at a club you're playing for a very specific audience people that are going out to dance and like you're kind of told what to play and what I love about brands is you know yeah. everyone has a like the brand you're playing for the brand the their ethos and the crowd and like if if it's an older crowd yeah. you play a lot of like oldies and disco which is always fun and Really, yeah, I love that yeah um, sadly we are running out of time <laughs> so the final question is Describe to us your perfect night's sleep and what sort of the process is to lead into that as well. So one thing that I've been doing is um, 
I put on my frequency music every night. I actually have been doing that and I fall asleep within a minute, wow. <laughs> which is, yeah. So I've been using an app called Insight Timer and it's this free app that I was told, yeah, I, I forgot who shared it with me. And um, they have a few guided meditations on there, but then they have a whole sleep section. And um, I just play one of the frequency music and I pass out within one minute. So I don't really even know what, what's being played because I'm in You're out of yeah. it in a minute. Yeah. Do you think that's like, you know, because it's habit or is it just because of this frequency? So some, sometimes I, like sometimes I'll get into bed and I'll forget to, to put it on and I find myself like in bed just like fall, waiting to fall asleep. And when I play, I just fall asleep. I don't know. It just gets you, I guess, into it. I mean, we, we talk about different sleep associations and we talk about sleep hygiene or sleep health, I'd prefer, rather than sleep hygiene. <laughs> but um, white noise or pink noise or brown noise or whatever noise that we're talking about is the most important sleep association because, like you were saying, with the frequency, it helps, you know, if we think about this brain, you know, when we are sleeping, that at times there's 30% of our brain is more active when we're asleep than when we're awake, mm. which is phenomenal, isn't yeah. it? So using that white noise or and using the frequency, it really does help to calm all those neural pathways. And that's why the, the, the noise that you're listening to and the frequency is so important. You know, sometimes if I'm working with parents and they're using rainfall, often rainfall actually hits on the wrong frequency. So I don't And it irritates that, the brain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it irritates the brain. Yeah. So that's why... Your sleep association, white noise or the frequency, really helpful, really yeah. helpful. Okay, so white noise, what else? Always? I just, yeah, I just play it honestly and I just fall asleep and my bed's cozy and I yeah. feel like I'm always, yeah. Yeah, so you've got the, the perfect, perfect model there where your room is your haven. Yeah. So it's your safe space. Yeah. And it's like, for example, I've just come back from the UK recently and when I got back, that first night's sleep was my best night's sleep for such a the whole time I was in the UK but I felt very safe being back at home yeah in so that's exactly what you're doing as well and that's that's what we're achieving that's what you're looking for but that's that's yeah. really helpful that's pretty much it and then I yeah put an alarm and wake up then okay so you need an <laughs> alarm to wake up yeah I mean I, I don't trust myself <laughs> to not yeah I sometimes do wake up before my alarm if I've if I've had an early wake up but I I just need the alarm I, I'm generally I need an alarm throughout my day just so yeah. I keep tabs on time yeah. or else I'm... But I suppose that's one of the indicators that tell us if, when we're well rested or not. If we can wake up before or we don't need an alarm, then we're getting enough sleep. I think I just need to be at a workout at a certain time. So even yeah. if I wake up, I'll get on my phone and I just yeah. waste time. So it's it's to get me out and like to know, to indicate. Yeah. So thank you. Honestly, it has been such been a so pleasure. Good. Yeah, it thank you so much. Thank you. I'm getting a silk pillow, by the way, after this. <laughs> <laughs> and so just to finish today, so thank you so much from Sleepless in Dubai. And remember, your greatest superpower is your sleep. Thank you.